All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on episode two of the Fantasy Funk House. Yours truly, Maddie Funkhouse, along with Double Jerry. Jerry, thanks for joining me tonight. So thanks for uh, joining us last week. We got a great show on uh, episode two, week 11 of the Fantasy Funk House. So this show is brought to you by Old Thunder Brewing Company from Blonox, Pennsylvania. Old Thunder has a couple new beers on tap this week. Got smoked midnight blue, seven percent American porter brewed with the finest smoked barley and English caramel and chocolate malts. It is dark, it is rich, and it is oh so comforting. With notes of cacao and smoke. Also, a new iteration of Heroes and Ghosts is a seven point five percent Northern California style IPA brewed with a blend of hops from the Pacific Northwest. So let's your thunder roll and come on down to Freeport Road and grab a pint with Rob, Zach, Josh, and the fellas. All right. So for our first segment of the day, I'm going to turn it over to Double Jerry. Recap. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about last week. Uh, it was a very interesting week, to say the least. Pretty uh, low scoring across uh, the board. Uh, How did you do in your leagues this week, House? Yeah, very low scoring, which does not spell a lot of success in fantasy. Um, I did not do very well. Six games I'm in, I uh, went one and five, which is Whew, probably the worst I've done all year. I haven't had a great week, but um, how did you square out, Jerry? Uh, I also had my worst week of the season, my first 0-5. Um, very tough. Um, so... Uh, let's talk about some of the players that did well, mainly guys that I went against. Mahomes came back with a huge performance. What did he have? Yep. He had almost 50 points. Just He had four, 405, I know. Whew, just ignorant amount. I mean, that's yeah. a weak winner, automatic most likely. For sure. Uh, he was number one on the week. Uh, Debo continues to be unstoppable. He, yeah. uh, he had another dominant game. He's just a physical force. Uh, he is. Who else? Uh, we had Diggs. He had a good week. Um, yeah. Was it really came is, alive. Is, is that his best week of the year? I was going to say, it's definitely his best game of the year. Of course, yeah. Mike had him against me and Dubly. That sounds about right. What do you have to say about that, Mike? I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, I'm not even going to brag about that win. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I think you had, what, four or five empty roster spots i mean yeah. i obviously didn't deserve it but i appreciate the charity and i will yeah i will yeah. i will accept my role as a charity case this year but you gotta take it but after some key pickups after i finally spent Ooh, some money finally opened up the wallet finally opened up the wallet for what skate i don't know for what i don't know but watch out my team's garbage you I shall know. see i I'm, your team is i'm assuming superior. it was tight ends you picked up because you have about yeah. 10 of them on your team. You needed a couple more. <laughs> he wasted all his money on his uh, tight end number six and seven. Anyways, <laughs> back to the weekly recap. Uh, Daryl Williams, he was the top running back of the week. Nice. Yeah, um, didn't have any of him. Yeah, I, I didn't have him, or uh, I don't think I would have went against him either, which is nice. Um, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson and A.J. Dillon both had big weeks. Yep, absolutely. Um, we'll talk about Dylan some more. Uh, Calf and Taylor had big weeks as expected. And yep. uh, my main man, Gippy, finally had a big Gippy. week. 
The unexpected yeah, sure. two touchdown performance against Tampa. Uh, love to see that. Uh, he's getting injury reports today. His shins hurt, of course. So uh, of course. same uh, same situation. Yeah, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. Obviously, the return of Cam Newton. Oh um, my! He did that that squirrely little uh, scream when he scored. I don't know what <laughs> that. Yeah, back. Was. His voice is cracking while he's screaming it and stuff. Well, he already dresses like an old woman, woman so now he's not working. <laughs> Uh, Russ Wilson came back and did not look very good at he, all. Yeah, he looked like he should not have come back. It was ugly. Yeah, which is weird because the whole chatter of the last two or three weeks uh, from his, I think it was his trainer or his doctor, whoever, said that he heals faster and better than any human he's ever seen. Yeah, superhuman. And, uh, that, yeah, that did not uh, equate to football production, um, let alone fantasy production. Mm-hmm. So uh, just some team-based things. Um, I would be remiss if I did not bring up the Miami Dolphins and their performance last Thursday uh, against a stellar Baltimore team. You know, some say the class of the AFC. Miami really showed out, and, you know, Black Ben Brissett started the game. He certainly did not finish it. Tua came in in what I thought was very good relief and, and looked um, pretty damn good. Yep. And you got to wonder why he didn't start the game. Yeah. But it's the same bullshit that Flores has been doing since, you know, they had Fitzpatrick last year and, uh, you know, pulling Tua when the game's on the line. And I just wish they'd let the kid play and see what he can do in the big moments. So something to see. Um, you know, I think Mike mentioned it on the NFL Picks pod yesterday. Maybe Miami has turned a corner a little bit. That defense looks amazing. Defense is back, it looks like. They yeah, figured I mean, it out. Howard, Damian Howard looked great. He's the, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. And, uh, you know, things could come together. I doubt they make the playoffs, but they don't have – their first-round pick does not rely on them having a bad record because they traded it to San Fran. So, um, you might as well save face and win as many games as you can. So, I'm still fairly confident they're, they're going to win – I think they might end up somewhere close to 500, maybe a few games less. But yeah. uh, the Bills steamrolled. You know, they're back after a bad loss the week before. The Rams and the Niners, uh, what you know, all the gurus certainly thought was uh, an easy win for the Rams. Yeah, man, they're they struggling not turn right out now. That way. Back-to-back losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stafford has not looked good the past couple weeks. I have a lot of eggs in that basket. Those eggs are boiling over hard as we speak. <laughs> Um, the Cowboys looks like the best team in NFL history. They look so good. we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Cowboys at length uh, in, a, in a few segments here. Yeah, uh, the Washington Hogs blasted the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Unreal. Gippy, that, my boy Gippy. Yeah, Gippy. Gippy did some work. I think that did that Jared Patterson get hurt? I think maybe Gippy will get a lot more work now if if he got hurt. Um, I can't remember. I thought I saw that. Yeah, I, I know he had got some carries, and then I didn't see much else, and then I just seen Gippy getting and, tunnies, uh, and I was very excited about that. Yeah, me too. It's about time that he gets a good game coming back. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to bring up here, Jerry, is the Pittsburgh Steelers tying the uh, Detroit Lions. Yikes. The darlings of the living room champs, and and you know, if you listeners out there caught the NFL picks pod that you know went live today, um, Mike spoke at length 
about how torn he was between this game with the Scoot Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, the coach's living room champs, and, and his uh, his own Steelers. So this was a hard game to watch. Obviously, Jared Goff looked terrible. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 choke, I'm kind of choking up over here again. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you can see that. That's... I thought we were moving on from it, but uh, it, you're right. It, it's, it, it was symbiosis, right? It was a wonderful occurrence, like I said, aligning of the of the planets and the galaxies. Mm-hmm. And Two teams. I believe I that you're asked, soul- I couldn't have asked for a better outcome, and I'm still grateful, and I'm just glad it's it's in the history books forever, it forever and ever. Yeah, you, you gave know? them their only tie of the year. It's a beautiful thing. Why is there always a tie at like one every year, and it's always this? I feel like it's always the Steelers. It's not, but it feels like it is. It definitely always is. I don't. I feel like I don't think they've tied for a long time. Can't remember. It's been a while since they've actually tied a game. Really? Okay, I might be completely wrong. I seen them tie last week, so don't tell me they don't tie. Okay. (laughs) They tie now. They tie now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ben taught tie very well. So uh, I just want to be up front, and I've been saying this for years. I just have no idea why Mason Rudolph is on an NFL roster. He is so bad at football, like so unbelievably bad at football. And it's just mind-boggling that they would get rid of Buck Hodges, who is not a good quarterback, but certainly made, you know, Mason Rudolph look like a little he's kid. He's got a little moxie. He's got a little moxie anyways, right? Mm. Duck does. I just, yeah, I, I don't. That's all he's got, I think. It's an amazing occurrence that he even sees the field. Even teams that are ballsy enough to roster a third quarterback would not roster Mason Rudolph. So, Pittsburgh fans, if you think that he's good, you should really, <laughs> you should really start, you know. Take a look at yourself. I just I don't know what else to say. Um, that's that's my rant on the Steelers for the week. Nice, Jerry. Um, what's uh, I forgot my uh, watch. What time is it, Mike? Do you know? I think it's time for a break. Oh, the injuries and news. Well, a lot of guys are hurt. It is, uh, you know, it's time for a break. This is our injuries and news section. I think the uh, the biggest injury news of the week for me personally, and I would say uh, for fantasy, is Aaron Jones going down with a uh, minor MCL sprain. He's going to be out one to two yeah. weeks. Um, I I think he'll be out the two weeks, and then they have a bye, so he's going to be out three weeks. After the bye, he comes back. Um, I don't. I don't see him coming back prior to that. Just with how Dylan's playing too, so uh, I think uh, yeah, you got three weeks without Aaron Jones, which is tough for me because I have a lot of stock in him. Uh, I have him in multiple leagues. He was my first round pick, so it's a tough, tough one for me. Yeah, that one's tough, and, and I do. I do think that's a convenient time for a buy though. Get him that extra week. 
Uh, so if you gotta, you know, have him get hurt, this is a decent time to have it. You never like it, but it, like I said, it could work out in his favor. Yeah, if you have him and you're in a decent playoff position, you make you know you get him back when it counts. So that should yeah. help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something I noticed: a couple couple people that uh, are on track to play. Uh, Saquon looks good. Uh, all signs point to him coming back out. Uh, Debo has a, a little bit of a bruised shin still. He looks good to go, obviously. Oh, another shin guy, huh? Yeah. Him and Gippy been hanging of, out or what? A lot of sweet shin music being played. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. seen um, I'm Baker Mayfield. He's day-to-day with a knee contusion, but I think Stefanski already said he's on track to play, so nothing to worry about there. Yeah. Uh, Gippy is on Hollywood, Lamar, all these guys popped up on the injury reports, but they look good. Uh, Terry, Scary Terry, Devontae Adams, yep. Darnell Mooney, uh, fire them up. Wouldn't, wouldn't worry about it. Elijah Mitchell, Terry, he uh, went under surgery this week. Did you see that? Went on his finger. He did, yeah. There seems to be a little bit of optimism there. Yeah, I mean, that's tough being a running back, and but I don't know. What do you do? Tape it up and just play? I don't know, yeah, because if you give one of those like pain-killing injections, he might not be able to feel his hand to catch the ball or, or you know maybe carry it that well. I don't know. Well, if yeah. he was like 49ers legend Ronnie Lott, he would just cut it off. That's true. He should. <laughs> yeah, what's the uh, point? If it don't work, take yeah. it off. Lop it right off. How about uh, Cordell or Cordell Patterson is out a couple weeks, I would assume, with a an ankle sprain. So, yeah. obviously, he's been crushing for people lately. And this was a, it's a hard one for, for a lot of people that were relying on him. He's been a top 10 option at both running back and receiver yep. uh, for the last several weeks. So, this one hurts. Uh, it looks like they say maybe one week he's questionable now. I'd say it's probably a two-week injury. I don't see any reason for Atlanta to rush him back. They're not playing for anything. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those owners, so it does hurt because he was bailing me out from other injuries I'd already been dealing with. Uh, yeah. You know, I lost Ridley. I drafted Allen Robinson. He's on the Ravers. Actually, I think uh, Chris actually just picked him up, so have fun with that. Um, what a trap. Yeah, take, uh, go ahead and take my, my trash, okay? Yeah. Um, a uh, recent update I've seen, uh, Damian Harris is now out of concuss- concussion protocol, and he's going to play on Thursday. Did not yeah, see that so coming so quickly. So It'll be interesting to see how him and Ramondre shake out. Right, after Ramondre's big week. Yeah. Um, the Ravens released Lev Bell. He's done. Yes, they did. I mean, he's out. He posted on Twitter. Did you see his, did you see his profile on Twitter? I did not. I try to stay away from that. <laughs> I've seen a picture of it with just all these different hashtags of like, washed up, I suck, clown, all these different things. And then it said, did I miss anything? So wow. he's down. He's down on his luck. He's Yeah, he sure is. I mean, it's it's probably over for him. Tua's starting this so, week. Right? What do you think of that? He's already designated starter, Tua. Who's that? Your boy, Tua. Yeah, too. I like seeing that. And, and with a matchup against the Jets, that could be a big game for him fantasy-wise. Maybe a streamer um, there. Sneaky it play. could be. And, and Joe Flacco will be starting under center, so that Miami defense looks pretty savory right now. Yep. Yeah. I see 
Camara. I have not seen an update on Camara. Have you, Barry? I have not. Um, I hate to say I'm hoping for a you know a bad update, but I have Ingram that I could really use this week. So yeah, I need Camara back. So those Egan Bones better they better show up real quick. But yeah, I know I said that last week as well. What do you think about DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler? Oh man, I don't know at this point. I think Kyler wants to play, but I don't know if they're going to let him play. Um, I'm dying for both of these guys to be back. I've been two different yeah. leagues, and I'm in contention. Hopkins, I don't know. They uh, keep, Every time it's a game-time decision for the past two weeks, then he doesn't play. Same with top, Kyler. I maybe yeah. lean towards Kyler playing, and I I'm, I really just don't know on uh, Hopkins. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, they've looked pretty decent without them. But you obviously need their, probably their two best players. Yeah. Last so, week they looked kind of rough. Yeah, they, they did. They, they did. Um, the uh, the Cardinals have a bye next week, so it's something to keep in mind. So I don't think they're going to rush either of them back. Hopkins, I believe they'll probably hold out um, through the bye week. Yep. And Kyler, I think they'd be smart too. But, you know, your guess is as good as mine there. I, I think they give Colt McCoy one more shot. And uh, see what he can do. Uh, while Kyler is kind of banged up. I can see that too, and that's going to put me in a tough position in doubly. Yeah, yeah. How about your boy AB? I have not seen many updates on him yet. Um, me either. I feel like I haven't seen a, updates on a lot of players this week. Uh, scrolling through the different apps and uh, looking at players, it's like the updates are from Monday or from the end of last week. I'm like, guys, we're going on Thursday here. Can I? Get anything. You know, I, I saw yeah. I saw that the Buccaneers record without Antonio this year is like 0 and three or one and three or something like that, but they're undefeated with him in the lineup. So he is a difference maker. He is. Them. I mean he certainly is. He's been playing lights out. Yeah. He's looked great every time he's been on the field and I need him back desperately in multiple leagues. Basically anytime we're talking about injuries or players that we miss is uh my rosters. Yeah. It's a good way to think of it. Uh, that's all I have for news and notes. Do you have anything else, Alice? Yeah, a couple more. Uh, I know Swift has a new shoulder thing. He's probably okay, but keep an eye on that. Uh, James Robinson now has a, a little bit of a knee. So that's something, you know, in addition to his heel. So keep an eye out for that. Dallas Goddard is in the concussion protocol. So it looks a little bit doubtful for Goddard right now. Yeah. But that can clear up. We know how that goes. It can clear up any day. All right, so we're going to move into our segment called the Smash Plays of the Week. So this segment, this segment is brought to you by Burger Daddy Food Truck. Burger Daddy is bringing some of the best Smash Burgers you've ever had to the Tri-County area. Make sure you follow them on social media to see where the truck will be parked next. They can pop up in your neighborhood any day. So Jerry, we got the smash plays of the week. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and pick one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, and one tight end as yep. our smash plays. And yep. basically, that's it's not a sleeper. No, nope. um, it's not you know anything like that. It's a basically our guaranteed stamp that Gu- this guy will produce for you at a top level. So guaranteed to go off. Yeah, don't be surprised you see some big names in there. Yep. Uh, you know we're not looking for any you know cinderella darlings here if you come out of nowhere no nope. just some guys that we know are going to be rock solid and there's no way they should be benched jerry why don't you start us off at a quarterback okay 
So uh, the quarterback I'm going with uh, is still currently the number one on the year, and that is Tom Brady versus the Giants on Monday Night Football. Um, they've lost two straight, um, but there's nothing worse than angry Tom in prime time. Bruce is calling him out. You know he's getting. You know, Ooh, they just keep making him more mad. Keep yeah, pissing him off and yeah, see what happens. Very calculated. I mean, he's still in first for the position. Even after having a couple off weeks, um, he's now tied with Mahomes, who uh, just had a you know a huge game, five touchdowns. Um, so those guys are tied at one. We we're talking about AB. Hopefully, we hear an update on what's going on with him. If he comes back, I, if he comes back, there's no doubt that Tom Brady's the smash of the week for me. Um, but even still, he doesn't miss when he's in the spotlight. That's his thing. He's going to go off, lock him up. I like that. It's a great smash play. Who uh, you got at QB? My quarterback, my quarterback smash of the week is Mr. Dak Prescott. So Dak with a great matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs this week, and I think he's just guaranteed to go off. They just blasted the Atlanta Falcons last week. And I don't think that that stops. Uh, I, I like Dallas to win quite a few games in a row here and make a nice run in the postseason. So I think with the weapons that Dak has, with, with Schultz and Gallup returned last week and looked real good, and obviously CD and Amari, and that running game that they have, yep. I think Dak's just poised to go off. I don't disagree. He's looked amazing. And that Kansas City secondary is putrid. It's not good. And we will definitely talk more about that game later. Um, At running back, um, why don't you go ahead? I'm going to let you go. All right. My smash running back of the week is A.J. Dillon. Wow. What do you think about that? I I like it. I'm very – I mean, I'm not – I don't like it as an Aaron Jones owner, but I like the pick. Yeah, I just – he looks really good. He's catching the ball a lot, which a lot of people weren't sure of, but he obviously proved them wrong. Thighs are enormous. You know, Saquon's kind of old news on the on the quad front. Jeez. So I, I like I like Dylan uh, against what I think uh, not so stout Vikings front four. Yep. Um, I think that AJ Dylan has a nice game. I think he definitely scores a touchdown and has somewhere around eighty to ninety total yards. I like that. I like that take, and uh, you know, often that great minds think alike. Because I also have AJ Dillon as my smash no player way. of the week. <laughs> wow, wow, a double smash! A double smash doesn't. I mean, it might happen every week. You never know. Hey, how's I'd would Burger Daddy, Bird Daddy make a double smash if you oh. were one at the truck? I bet they do. I they bet you he'd make a double. double he'll double smash. I bet. Mm. Back to A.J. Dillon. He's been playing well for weeks. Now Jones, like I said earlier, he's gone for the next two games. I think he's a smash play the next two weeks. Um, They'll have some other guys work in, but Dillon's going to be the guy. It's his time to prove himself. He already has proven himself. He's been playing well. Um, I'm a Jones. Like I said, I'm an owner of multiple leagues, so this is very painful. But uh, I agree with you 100%. I guess I guess you do, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about we move on to wide receiver? Who do you got to watch? Well, do you guys remember the scene in Friday when they're sitting out on the front porch and uh, <laughs> the music starts playing? And he's like, "Here come Debo, hide your chains." They all yep. start hiding their chains. That's what the defenses are doing when Debo Samuel 
is out on the field. He's my smash wide receiver of the week. Uh, this guy's so explosive. He can literally score anytime he touches the ball. You can catch it from anywhere. He's just he's one of the, he's not afraid to lower his shoulder right into you. Um, his basement on the year seems to be around 15 points in a full PPR. So that's you're getting that guaranteed. And his ceiling, he's hit he's hit 30 like three different times. So I mean, he's a wide receiver one. I think he's number three on the year, only trailing Cup and Tyreek. I mean, the guy's going off. Yeah, I think he's a lock every week. He's a wide receiver one. He's top three. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I really like how you skipped the floor there and went right to the basement. I really spelled it all out. You got to start down low and really see what yeah. you're working with, and uh, you can only go up from there. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about Debo. You're playing, and he's a stud. Uh, he can do it all. He gets carries out of the backfield. That's a great pick. Uh, my wide receiver is Michael Pittman. So I really like what Pittman's been doing. Wentz seems to lock on to him. He gets so many targets. They look for him in the red zone. He's a big body guy. It's a great addition to one of my rosters, at least. I'm, I'm glad to have him in one. I wish I had him more. He's just been stellar for me. It's like my fourth wide receiver, fifth maybe even. So I like Michael Pittman, um, and I think that he will produce probably high-end wide receiver two numbers, maybe even low-end one, uh, against a pretty stingy Bills defense. But I think the, the Bills will be up. Colts will have to throw. And uh, Mike Pittman gets it done for you. Love Mike Pittman. Have him yeah. in a dynasty league, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's nice, too. Shit, I didn't know you had him in that. Oh, yes. One of my prized uh, so, possessions. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to tight ends. And a little, little bit of a homer move. And obviously, he didn't have a, a good... Uh, outing last Thursday, but I'm going to go Mike Kosicki. The mouths will say it together because he's my smash play too. God damn it. Wow. Well, we, and this is why I asked you the pre-show. I'm like, should we review these with each other? before? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just had a feeling, but hey, we'll mm-hmm. let it flow organically and we'll go from there. So I think Kosicki is the just a prototypical move tight end in the league right now. Um, I said it last week. I do think he's going to be one of the top tight ends in the league very quickly. He runs really good routes. He catches everything. His wingspan is huge. Tua, he's just the perfect complement to Tua because Tua's not a big deep ball guy, but he likes those seam stretchers and somebody to to run over the, the center of the field there. And I think that Gesicki is just a stud and might be a little bit of a homer pick, but I do not care because I truly believe he's that good. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's that. Well, I'm not a homer, and I also picked him, so I don't think it is a homer pick. Yeah, um, but you're a Penn State fan, too. I, he is a Penn State boy, which I do appreciate. Yeah. But, I mean, he's third overall right now for tight ends. He is. So. Double smash. Wow. I mean, he's just he's been killing it. Outside of your, like, Kelsey or Andrews, I think he's the tight end of the week. He's a huge red zone target. He can make acrobatic catches. He, I, he'll, I think he finds the end zone this week. I mean, you can go ahead and you throw him in with confidence. Yeah, the only thing that I a little bit weary of is 
and I don't even want to say this because I'll probably jinx Miami, but the Jets are looking not good, and, and maybe they get up on them a little bit and don't have to throw the ball as much, but mm. I don't think Miami's turned the corner that much. I still think that they're not that much better than the Jets, so I think it'll be a fairly competitive game. So. Well, that does it for the uh, smash plays of the week. Um, we agreed on two of the four. Uh, I don't think we disagreed with either um, any of the choices. So definitely not. So now I'm just I might I don't know I might have a chip, a bite to eat. Did you just double dip that chip? Whoa! You double dipped the chip. Double dipped? What, what? What are you talking about? You dipped the chip. You took a bite, and you dipped again. It's the time for the double dip of the week. Uh, so double this is, dip. Yeah. Do, do you double dip your chips? What's your What's your theory on that? It depends who I'm sharing the dip with. Mm, okay. But I'm a I'm a pretty strategic dipper to where I'll dip the chip, I'll bite off of that end, and then I'll turn the chip so the part that I do double dip has not already been. No, yeah. Uh, that's I mean that's a move. But it can get misconstrued if you're out, you know, if it's if a public dip. If someone Very sees you take so. that bite and they don't see the turn on the between the fingers and they see you dipping, yeah. you might have some trouble. Now, you see, if we were like fishing camp and there's a dip, I think I trust in everyone here to to dip strategically enough. Like you said, corners broken off, right. go in. Yeah. You got a good yes. structure going in. You keep yeah. it. All clean. Hey, you dip. Hey, you, you dip the way you dip, and I'll dip I'm, the way I dip. That's you dip the way you want to dip. I'll dip the way. <laughs> Put your I hand up on my you, hip. Yeah, if you dip, I dip. You dip. That's right. But if I'm gonna part like a Christmas party with a bunch of mm-hmm. super spreader event, you know, mm-hmm. over the holidays coming up. By the way, we're in the holiday corridor. We're getting right in the holiday corridor soon. Mm-hmm. Right in the pocket. And then you got a bunch of randoms <laughs> dipping in, and then I'm not okay with it. Then I'm not okay. Yeah, agreed. In a situation like that, I am probably going to take a little scoop of the dip onto maybe like a paper plate yeah, and have and my own can, little double dip. And party. then you can dip as you please. Well, see, I exactly. always ignore the spoon and go just go right in. You just um, put your fingers right in it and dip no, it right no. on your plate. I never put it on my plate. I just go right in the into dip the dip, whatever okay. I want yeah. from the spread. Okay. So you're that asshole that leaves half a soggy chip in there. Yeah, he breaks off. He doesn't even get the remnants. He leaves it broken off in there. The salt leaking in there, making everything watery. Ruin the taste. Yeah, it starts to break down instantly. It's never good. For those, uh, this segment, the double dip, this is where we're going to talk about different waiver ads, uh, some drops. The double dips are the guys you want to pick up, and they can likely go right into your lineup. We're, when we get these out, we're double dipping. We're taking a bite, yeah. and we're dipping them right back in. Yeah, uh, we are. So the first one I'm going to do, we've already talked them up. Um, it's the obvious pickup of A.J. Dillon. I think he's a top five running back this week. He might not be available in your league, but if he is... He's the guy to pick up for sure. He's number one. Who else you got, House? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that's a good call. I didn't even have him written down because I just assumed he was already rostered everywhere because he's been looking so good. But if he is available, that's a no-brainer. Uh, probably RB one potential. So I love that. My number one guy is uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. So you're grabbing him, who I thought was a consensus waiver ad this week. Uh, it does, like you said, Damian Harris is you know returning to action. He's yep. already been cleared. He's looked very good, yeah. But you cannot overlook the the way that Stevenson ran the ball last week. So I would say that they're probably both going to get quite a few touches, and, and I'd be pretty comfortable starting either one of them. 
So I think you, you, you dip up Ramondre, you dip him right in your lineup. Yep, double dip him. Um, this one, um, and like, remember, I'm, remember, Jerry, yes, it's a Thursday game. Yes, it's a Thursday. Game. So, so get him in your lineup. That salt will be sit. That salt will be sitting in your dip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, hopefully, it doesn't get soggy <laughs> by Sunday. <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't get soggy by Sunday. And don't be a moron. Make sure you have a guy like that in your running back spot and not in your flex. It's amazing that That's I still I see people say. that do that in leagues. Like, come on, you can't change it out after. Come on, be smart. A lot of people are yeah. dumb or just lazy, but that's how it goes. Um, this one I'm real interested to ask you about. Um, Foreman, um, he looks yeah. to have taken the lead role in Tennessee. Um, that hurts. You're, you're a Henry owner. Um, lost him, obviously, for the time being. Um, you dipped your chips in AP, and uh, you dipped your tip in McNichols. How's that chip tasting yeah, right I now? Dipped- I dipped my chip in a very old dip in the back of the fridge. Oh, my gosh. Did you even it check it? Or? The, the best buy date was, I think, 2017. <laughs> so it was hard. I mean, you know, when they – everybody made noise about Adrian Peterson, and I just – you know, I felt like I had to make the move to get him and McNichols. Like you said last week, I was the, the Henry manager. Yeah. You got to try to cover that backfield. It just could not have worked out any worse. It's unbelievable. Because, I mean, last week I commended you for that's the right move to make. And now it's like you're one of those people that when they dip their chip in the French onion dip and they take way too much on top of the chip. And you're like, don't be one of those people that scoops like five chips worth of a dip on one chip. And I probably got my fingers in the dip because I tried to go so deep in there. It's not. At this point, Jerry, I feel like maybe the only way to salvage my double team is to drop all three of them because oh, yeah, I've been the guy holding on to Derrick Henry just praying that he comes back for one of those late games in the playoffs yeah, and I could even sneak in there. For, the, so, for those that don't know, I, the league is called Dub League. It's a league we've had for over 10 years, and this year we've made it more difficult than ever. You only have four bench spots. There's no kicker defenses. We've added two more flex spots. So everyone's team is deep, and then you have no room to play. There's no IR spot. There's one COVID, IR, two COVID IR spots, but it's tough. When we had the bipocalypse, people couldn't start full rosters. Uh, it's challenging, but I think it's fun. Um, in your it's case... When you yeah. have three guys, that's it's like undoable almost because that's nearly all of your bench. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the last few weeks, I've had nothing but zeros on my bench and, and a couple zeros in my actual lineup because yeah. it, I just felt it was a better option to risk a loss than to give up on one of my you know key members of my team. And it certainly backfired. I thought I could sneak a stupid win out against Mike. Uh, obviously, that was not the case, but I'm still glad I didn't up anybody that I that I needed to. But the bye weeks are hurting. Uh, I have to pick up a quarterback this week because I don't have Stafford. So we'll yep. see what decision I make here. But uh, Foreman, I think, is a good add. Maybe they're just letting AP get used to the um, offense they're in and kind of get the, the rust off those aged wheels of his. So we'll see how it takes out. I'm probably going to be forced into starting him. McNichols did, I think, enter the concussion protocol. I'm not sure what his update is, so we'll keep an eye on that, obviously. Do you have anyone else that would you would uh, double dip on this week? I would double dip, depending on Elijah McNichols. Um, 
status. I might double dip Jeff Wilson. Yeah. And I think that I'll probably dip Ty Conklin. Oh, the Conk show. Two tutties, two tutties last week. So yeah. I'm, starting him. I'm starting him this week in the one, league. One of Mike's 13 tight ends that he has. I'd like, to, I'd like you to know that I, I have five of them yeah. on my roster, not 13, first of all. Mm. I uh, played four of them last week. I played four of them. The only one I did not I play. Kong. And you did. <laughs> former, I Penguins, former Penguins goaltender Ty Conklin. <laughs> with two all of your, yeah. Uh, I got one more, one more double dip. Um, it's a weird one. Uh, Wayne Gallman. He uh, oh, yeah. out carried Mike Davis. Woo. I don't know if Cordero's playing this. I mean, they acted like there was a chance he plays this week, but I don't think there is. Um, I mean, he did well. What was it? Was it last year that he uh, was in place of Saquon when he was hurt? And he had some good games. Uh, yes, yes, he was. But I mean, he's a. He's an option for a desperate team and a decimated waiver wire system. It's tough. You're not thrilled about playing him. It's on Thursday, too, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's not – he's a guy Against that you can us. plug and play, though. I mean, he's a guy Against that he's going to start, we think. Mike Davis really has not looked good. Yeah, and that's a stingy New England defense. You know, Jerry, I read a report – that the only reason he got so much work is because they were getting blown out. You never know what mm. to believe. If I am making the decisions in Atlanta, I would certainly give Gallman a shot over uh, Mike Davis. Yeah. That's all I have for double dips on the week. Do you have any more double dips? No double dips. I, uh, you want to talk you about any, some drops? You got any double don'ts? I have a double don't. Yeah. Double don't would be your, your boy, Alan Robinson. Oh, yeah. Coming off a bye last week, you probably already cut him before that, but we didn't have this segment last week, so we can all just talk about how bad he's been. And, you know, his last game, I think he had, like, a handful of catches or so. He hasn't better. reached 10 points this year. No, he wow, has that's hard to believe. It's never going to happen. He got franchise tagged this year, right? Or is- I think he did, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's... It's embarrassing. It's not good. And another better, double don't. Another double don't would be Mr. White Mike himself. Oh man, that's unfortunate, so, isn't it? A, yeah, a lot of people picked him up and thought they could stream him and everything. And I think he had four picks last week. It was ugly, and that's the reason. Especially after saying you should have been the first overall pick, people don't like that. Probably <laughs> yep. gave a little bit of bulletin board material there. Mm-hmm. Um. Last thing you want to do is get bulletin board material. Yeah. Um, I have to admire White Mike's uh, <laughs> confidence. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. It's a story yeah. of White Mike, and I hope they make a 30 for 30. We're all very we're big fans. <laughs> we're big fans. Uh, oh. I'll, I'll tell you who someone. Who you got for a double down? Yeah, someone who, um, I mean, this week, uh, it's uh, maybe I just want to talk about him. Um, he's on a bye. It's Cortland Sutton. Really worried about him. Um, C Sut, one of my boys. Um, he's just when Judy's there, he's playing terribly. He's not getting looks. He's barely getting any catches. Like I don't understand it. I think he can be. You know, he could be a top target on any team, but they're not treating him like that. Um, 
so I think if you're in a you know in a pinch and you need someone this week, you could you could drop him through the bye and get someone else. But that's you know in my case, I have him in dub league, which I explained is extremely deep. So you can't afford him, can't afford to lose him. Uh, but he's more of a wide receiver three or four right now, the way he's been playing the past couple weeks. So uh, if you can get him out of your lineup, I would. Yeah, and you think that's a little bit of a quarterback issue there, Jerry, being that you're hurt? Say that again? I said, do you think that might be more of a quarterback issue with CSUT? I mean, it could be, but he's I mean, he's played well with any quarterback, really. Um, yeah. He's just, right now, since it's, it's weird, you know, he's just not getting the looks. He needs more targets. If he gets more targets, he'll produce. He's pr- proven that time and time again. You know, I similar, very similar career trajectory to somebody I just mentioned, Allen Robinson. Yeah, yep. All the skill like in the Peter, world, but can't get anyone to give him the ball. Yeah, and if produced with no-name quarterbacks, you know, injury will derail you for a little bit, but we'll see how it shakes out. You got anybody else you uh, looking at dropping? Um, this one, it's tough. Uh, I, I, I dipped my chip in Eno last week. Uh, Eno Benjamin expected him to take yes. over the Chase Ed- Edmonds role. He really didn't do anything, but really none of the Cardinals did. So, uh, I mean, I dipped my chip. I took a bite. Um, I'm unsure if I want to dip it back in, you know. Maybe I didn't like the chip, and I'm going to throw it away. Um, he's a stash, more of a stash guy to me. Like, he's a guy that you can drop if you need a you need someone else. Um but he's a stash if Connor goes down. Other than that, he's a double down. Yeah, and we know how we know how brutal Connor is, so that could come at any time. So I also had him on my double don't list, but with how Connor is, you never know. Because I think Chase Edmonds is out for at least two more games, probably a few more than that. Uh, with that said, we're going to move into our last segment here. The deep dish of the week. It's a new segment for us where we're just taking a, a deep dive into the crispy dish of our what we determine as uh, the biggest game of the week. So, uh, brought to you by Napoli's Pizzeria, you know, proud sponsor, good friend of the show. My recommendation would be to try the sweet sauce pizza Ooh. with pepperoni and uh, meatballs. I'm a big special steak guy, you know. Special steak's great. Mm. Love that. Special steak. So, Liver. <laughs> Still working on the tingle. So, yeah. um, what, what is the deep the dish week, of the week here? The deep dish of the week, uh, not known for their deep dish pizza, but more of uh, their own respective barbecues. Kansas City versus Dallas. Ooh. We've been so, talking about food to make me hungry now. Yeah, how about it? So, so it lo- there's um, a lot of a lot of dishes in this meal to consider. <laughs> this is like a six course or seven course meal, I would we're say. We're gonna dive deep and we're gonna find out how many courses there are that you can eat. So this game is at Arrowhead. Um, probably some some field conditions that like. 
Oh, it's. I think it's a huge field consideration with the Cowboys. Used to be in that pampered turf, mm-hmm. that Astro turf in Jerry World, going up to what is sure to be some more inclement weather. Not the best soil, some uneasy soil up at the Arrowhead, but Mahomes and crew know how to navigate that. Let's see if Dak's tough. He said he's tough. He said he's a tough son of a bitch. He wants to run over. I people. think he's tough. I think he's tough too. But so this, this is going to be a barn burner. So I'm anxious yeah. to hear you guys break yeah. this one down. So let's talk about uh, Dallas since they're their way team. House, what do you got to say about them? Well, I think that Dallas's defense has been playing a lot better the last few games. Uh, you know, those young guys, Diggs and Parsons, are you know they're really giving you know the rest of the guys in the team a jolt. I think that was a big some big pickups in the off season. Um, that defense has been it's been playing really good, and I just think that you know Mahomes obviously is back, and they have weapons, Tyreek and Kelsey. But I think it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, you know, Arrowhead is kind of a volatile atmosphere. They do love their Chiefs. So we're really going to see if these guys are for real here. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Dallas? Um, like, as far as players go, I mean, Dak's been awesome all season. He's only had one bad week all year. That was in week two. Um, other than that, he's getting you 25 points plus or 30, you know, with a potential 30 plus. He's playing great. Um, Zeke, I think he he's just outside of the top five for running back. He's the six on the year, but been nice. very consistent. He had two tutties last week. Um, Pollard's in there stealing some touches from him, but um, I think that only helps Zeke, you know, to give him that that uh, break, um, keep him healthy, keep him out there on the field. He's an RB one every week, so love Zeke. Who else you got for Absolutely. Dallas? I think the return of Michael Gallup is a little bit understated. You know, Gallup is a really, really consistent wide receiver. He's a really good route runner, and he has a pretty decent rapport with Dak. Now, they got a lot of weapons, so he gets overlooked a lot. But I, I just, I really think that if Gallup were to be on another team, he would be one of the top two, you know, if not the best wide receiver that they have. So I think mm-hmm. he could be an alpha if called upon. Still fairly young. Not super experienced. He has had some injuries, but I, I think that he fits in well as a role player right now in his career with those other kind of alphas that they have here. Obviously, we see and Amari. CD now, the, the wide receiver one. Yep. Amari was the wide receiver one pretty much every other year of his career up until now. Yep. And I think that he's better suited as a two, and I think he performs better like that. Yep. So I think the return of Gallup is huge, and it, it just gives another element to that passing attack are that you, I think is really lacking. Are you comfortable starting someone like uh, Gallup? Uh, it depends on the rest of the roster and, and your, your you know your makeup of your starting lineup. But if I had to plug in a bye week filler for wide receiver three to four, I would not hesitate. Yep. Uh, to throw Gallup in, you know, like we said earlier, especially with that porous KC defense. So a lot of attention will be on CD and Amari, and I think Gallup is good enough to exploit some weaknesses. Yep. They're not deep enough to contain all three of those guys. Um, and then you have Schultz at tight end. Uh, he's really cooled off the past couple of weeks. Uh, he's coming off a yeah. one-catch performance. And then two weeks prior to that, he only had two catches for 11 yards. So I agree, too. I just, at Absolutely. this point, I don't know that I trust him as much fantasy-wise. 
but you could definitely do much he's worse. He's not a smash. He's not a smash. No, he's he not. He did not make the smash segment. Um, but and you can do worse at the position. It's just there's so many other mouths to feed. Are there? Are they young and sexy enough? That's the question to be answered, really. Isn't it? It's no longer. Are there enough balls in Dallas? Is mm-hmm. it? There are they young and sexy enough? Yep. And I you know what? I'm gonna say yes, yep. and I think Dallas wins this game. I I think I agree there. The top game now. So let's talk about Kansas City for a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, we know Mahomes is back. Uh, he had a hell of a game. He had over 400 yards, five tutties last week. He should have been the one uh, screaming on back in the end, end yeah, zone, not seriously. Cam Newton. Not old Mrs. Newton. <laughs> um, <laughs> they got pretty much the whole complementary of weapons. I believe Clyde Edwards Elair will be back. Um, off of a, a lengthy layoff, I think he's been out for five games now. Uh, I certainly don't think he'll walk into any kind of a workhorse role, but him and Daryl will split carry. Daryl still might get a little bit more. They trust Daryl Williams quite a bit more in the passing game, yeah. which is just such an Andy Reid thing to have a back like that. You know, we've mentioned it before on the pod. I've seen um, that, that they think um, um, CEH might not come back just yet. Um, they don't oh, want to rush okay. him, and they could wait until week 13. So Maybe because he's not good. That I mean, that's probably part of the issue. I feel issue. like they haven't had a true, true trusted workhorse since what, Jamal Charles? Since the man, yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, but sure. that's the thing with Andy Reid, though. You, you, he can make Daryl Williams become the number one running back on the week. But there's, been been guys, week. there's been a lot of guys, they've said that about it, I feel like, for the Chiefs. And, th- and Chocolatey Lair is one of them. Yep. <laughs> I think when Chocolatey Lair comes back, uh, he'll cut into Daryl Williams' volume, but I think Daryl maybe stays more the one for the rest of this year. I don't know. It's hard Dar- to say. Daryl's looked good the last couple of years, really. Yeah. Yeah. He has. Daryl's you know, looked really good. You know, Andy Reid wants someone to step in there and take that role over and be as Brian Westbrook, be as Jamal. Mm-hmm. And there's a big there's a reason why uh, Mr. Eclair is not involved as much on third downs, and it's not because he can't catch the balls. He's a liability in pass protection. Yes, he's a problem back there. So that, that means everything to coaches like Andy Reid, um, old-school mentality guys, and, and I applaud them for it because it's very important. And you fuck up something like that, you leave your quarterback out to, gr- out to dry. You never know how that could happen um, injury-wise, so you got to be careful with it. Yep. Who else do you want to talk about on KC? Uh, I mean, Tyreek is always, you know, top play of the week. He's the wide receiver two on the year, like he is every single year. He's, yeah. I think he's been a top five wide receiver for like five years straight. It's just absurd. Um, very few players can stay that elite. Um, he's a top three wide receiver every week. Um, he can make anything a touchdown. I mean, I doubt he's beaten the Funkhauser in a 40-yard dash, but he's a pretty good football player. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure who can at this point, but, you know, I welcome anyone who wants to try. Who else you got on that offense? I mean, the obvious Travis Kelsey. He's had a lot of pretty not very good weeks up until last week, and I believe he had nine or ten catches last week. Huge game, did not see the end zone. But it's safe to say he's back as well. I think a lot of his struggles came from Mahomes's, and I think a lot of 
Mr. Mahomes struggles uh, were mostly mental. Yeah. And to get over that, that kind of hump in his career, he hasn't really seen that yet. I also think that some of the off-the-field antics from his brother and, and I think his dad was spouting off as well. You know, oh, you got somebody... <laughs> You got somebody in your family who has half a billion dollars and a stake in the Kansas City Royals. You know, yeah. maybe you don't draw attention to yourself because you don't really matter. And it, I hate to sound like his wife too. To it's his wife. It's his but wife. His yeah, wife. everybody. Target. I just I think it. it you know, there's them. a reason why. There's a reason why Mahomes is famous, and it's because he's good at football. It's not because he's related to these idiots. Yeah. So I. Don't so his brother should take a back seat. He's Nobody only famous because of his his father, one of the greatest middle relievers of all time. Well, yeah, that's true too. That's true too. <laughs> but half a billion dollar quarterback. Yeah. And I just think it's so selfish of his brother to do anything that would command attention. And if I was Patrick Mahomes, I'd be fucking pissed at him. Yeah. Uh, back to uh, Kelsey. He. It's funny, like some points you were making there, I kind of agreed that he feels like he hasn't done that well, but he's still the number one tight end on the year somehow. Yeah. Kind of surprised me because I have him in a league and I was like, I feel like he hasn't been performing up to his standards, even though he's in first, like leading Andrews by 20 some points. So it just shows you how ridiculously good he is that he's still the number one and you're like, he's doing okay. Yeah, and, and you got to think that I know Gasicki's number three, and I don't know where TJ Hotsucker is, but oh. those Gasicki and Hawkinson both got a goose egg last week. Tough. So it, that can happen to tight end to anybody, including yeah. Kelsey, including Andrews. Hawkinson is as talented as any of those guys. Same with yeah. Gasicki. So it's just the, the nature of the tight end position, but the Chiefs do use Kelsey more as just a wide receiver. So. He's obviously less likely to do that, and, and I believe Andrew just kind of fits the same mold. Yeah. So who do you think is winning this game? You think uh, you think Dallas is going to pull this off? Um, I think the way Dallas is playing right now, as long as they're not playing the Broncos, they have a chance. Um, <laughs> so I think they. Uh, I'll be rooting for them certainly because I would like to see the Chiefs lose. Um, I think it'll be very tight. Um, it's very tough for me because Mahomes looked just back to form. So yeah. that makes we, it tough. We can add but. this, we can add this uh, prediction to you, uh, gentlemen's official records, if you would like. Oh wow! Now it's a lot to put on the line, but pack it on. I'm in. Um, then I'll go KC just to be different. It's very strategic. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that wraps up episode two, week eleven of the Fantasy Funk House. So I want to thank, obviously, the Living Room Champs for having us on the channel. Shout out to Len Biggs and obviously Mikey Whitesnake. Snake! Uh, you know, in, in the producer's booth and, and contributing wholeheartedly to this discussion today. So I thought it was a, a great show, and, and we're going to see you, you know, on episode three, week 12. So for Double Jerry, Jerry Two Chains, Howdy Funkhouse is signing off. We'll see you next week.